Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast of Three Jeans. Today is May 29th, 2019. My name is Maria van Burden Kaan. We are at the DHH, DSH Studios in the Netherlands. This afternoon we have invited principal investigator Jacques Bortz of the Three Jeans study in Holland. And we are here to ask him a few questions about his study. We know that he presented the study in Krakow at the conference Nazi Review Auschwitz Medicine Behind the Barbed Wire and that he was present at Mirsim, the McMaster University Department of Medicine. Uh, both conferences uh, were held at the Jagiellonian University. And um, welcome, Dr. Bartz, uh, that you are here this afternoon with us. Thank you. That you managed to come and find the DSH studios. And uh, to start, I have a very easy question to ask you. The conferences were at the beginning of May. It lasted more than a week. What was your impression? Thank you for this question. I think it's a a joy to be back in uh, Krakow. I did present uh, the initial preliminary results of the three gene study during the uh, second day uh, when we discussed the impact of the Holocaust on different uh, generations. I must say that the both uh, conferences uh, were excellent and uh, it's very professionally done and uh, both the Jagiellonian University and McMaster University of Canada made all efforts to send in their best to give lectures on different topics of internal medicine and notably uh, two days uh, where the uh, discussed the uh, the impact of the Holocaust of different gen- on different generations, and uh, I was happy to be there, and I hope to be participating with them uh, for the near future. Okay, um, what does it mean for you to present preliminary results in such a high level research? environment i think it's a must Uh, we participate with uh, several other universities in the us in canada in israel germany in poland and uh, not just the universities need to know but also the participants need to know what in general are the preliminary results of the study that we have done uh, it's certainly not the case that we have done the analysis of all results yet, but we're getting there. And people are eager to find out, uh, as this study has been going on for a couple of years already, uh, what the preliminary results are, because the implications may be great. 
Okay. Uh, now, to my knowledge, the level of the researches, the quality of the researches was high. It was not of your own specialism. You are a cardiologist, you are an endocrinologist. The Mirsum conference was about internal medicine, but it was useful anyway. Or can you explain how useful, why it is useful? Um, the topic that I'm covering, which is the research on the uh, physical impact of the Holocaust on the first, second and third generation, needs many more specialties. So it's a multi-specialty, multi-center study, uh, which needs other specialists to give their opinion. And I was happy to meet with several members of the Policy Advisory Board, our scientific uh, supervisory body, that indicates if we are in compliance with all the rules and regulations of doing this kind of uh, uh, observational study. Um, so let's say you need an endocrinologist to understand what's the impact on the stress hormones. You need a psychiatrist to understand what's the impact of different uh, psychological markups on the um, on the long-term uh, relationship of let's say uh, the heart uh, so it, it, it's really nice to get the opportunity to meet other specialists to meet with our board and to meet also with the participants and uh, uh, group that is helping us out in Poland. Okay, uh, perhaps I'm a little bit too curious, uh, but uh, there were there specific questions they asked you that you could not answer or which you found uh, intriguing? Of course, uh, you can always ask, answer a question. Uh, it's important to realize if it makes sense or not. And um, there were very intriguing questions. It's like, okay, this is nature versus nurture. Uh, is this a genetic aspect which transmits through the generations? or this chronic stress uh, syndrome or the hyper-response reaction pattern, uh, is it something that has uh, its kernel in the way people are raised? After all, the first generation had great difficulty raising children as they were most of the time children themselves. Um, so some of the questions were interesting intriguing in the sense that the uh, i didn't have uh, always a ready answer so some of the questions i need to think about okay thank you um now is your specialism as i said before it is uh, cardiology endo and endocrinology can you tell us something about the preliminary results i know you did uh, a lot of measurements already you're not finished yet but can you tell us something about the first results of the study yes i, I can share with you what i discussed during the presentation and um, some of the things were uh, 
very interesting to me and the need to be expanded on in a later phase. First of all, it's clear that the cardiovascular uh, health is being disturbed uh, if people are living in a chronic stress situation. And it doesn't have to be the first generation, but that happens even more pronounced in the second generation. Why that is? We need to find out, but especially the heart rate variability, blood pressure, and um, heart rate is very much disturbed. And why that is, we need to find out, first of all, if it happens in everybody. And uh, from the uh, medication perspective, you need to adapt the medication that is being prescribed for people if they have this let's say, disorder in the day and night rhythm. It's like a circadian disease where it's like you, you feel like you're in a constant jet lag. And uh, so it needs specific uh, recommendations to adopt and treat this phenomena. Okay. And where the, this was on the cardiovascular... Uh, impact of the Holocaust on the second generation. Uh, are, can you tell us something else about some observations you made and perhaps you include them in your research, perhaps in your preliminary results? Yeah, thank you for this question because this is an important observation. Uh, what I found out is the amount of psychotropic drugs uh, the participants in the second generation were taking was just unbelievably high. And the specific drugs that were prescribed have been in place for many, many years. And uh, apparently it's not being updated on a regular basis. In addition to that, it's the number of visits that the second generation pays not just to the general practitioner, but also to different uh, specialty is extraordinary high. Why that is, I don't know, but we need to find out why that is. Uh, so we can address this specific problem. Okay. Um, it does it mean that if people use so much psychotropic medicine, so many psychotropic medicine that the therapy the therapies they get are not sufficient do not they don't uh they are not enough that's also an important question uh in the sense that some of the people were taking short acting anxiolytic uh medication that means that they interfere with the feeling of anxiety that some people have that doesn't serve a purpose to have short-acting uh, anxiolytic medication taken for many, many years, whereas the chronic anxiety doesn't last a half hour or an hour, but lasts 24 hours. So it would be advisable if uh, the medication would be reviewed uh, by somebody who is knowledgeable on this, uh, uh, on this terrain. And I fear that we have to go to other countries where there is more uh, 
and more specific uh, experience in dealing with uh, PTSD on a chronic basis. Thank you. Um, if I think this through, and we have from other studies, we know that people are using psychotropic medication even for 20 years in a row, the same medication. Does that mean that perhaps these medications are uh, not only uh, helping enough, but are, is uh, the usage of for such a long time, is it not hurtful or does it hurt the body, the system? Well, if you're taking for a long period of time these short-acting anxiolytic medication, the body gets accustomed and basically you're in a position that you cannot live without them uh, because the, the body adapts to the amount of medication uh, that's been taking for so many years. Uh, on the bottom line, it is uh, hurtful in the sense that uh, as the body has been accommodated with the new uh, or with the old medication, the new problems like uh, anxiety are not dealt with. And I think it's not the best of therapy or medication if uh, some of the people just see their general practitioner or uh, a psychologist who doesn't review the medication. Of course, there's some excellent psychiatrists and uh, general practitioners and psychologists who do this, but I'm frankly a little bit disappointed how well these medications are being updated, given the fact that so many new drugs have been coming on the market. Okay, if people are having long-lasting therapies with the same persons, that must weigh, that must put an enormous weight on the public health system. Can you do you have any remarks on this? Yeah, it's it's an interesting observation that some of the people have been going to a psychologist or psych, uh, psychiatrist or even general practitioner for many, many, many years. And it's not clear to me what the purpose is of uh, visiting on, a, let's say, on a weekly basis these uh, specialty uh, uh, specialists. And frankly, some of the... Uh, participants don't realize or don't acknowledge what the advantages of seeing the same person for so many years in a row. Uh, some of the cases or the participants really describe their psychologist or the psychiatrist that they're seeing like it's their friend. And uh, it's a very expensive friendship. So uh, I would urge uh, the government to establish some kind of expertise uh, uh, treatment center that specifically deals with these kinds of uh, problems. Okay, thank you. Uh, to my knowledge, you are still doing measurements and you are uh, counting or you're doing your job with all the 
the the things you gathered. Um, it will last uh, at least 2019, I suppose. Um, what's the purpose afterwards? Are you going to publish something of it? Are you going to visit more conferences? What can the broader audience who is listening to this uh, podcast, what can they expect? Of course, we will submit, and we have already submitted some of the results in a peer-reviewed publication. And uh, ultimately, all results will be published in uh, in publications, um, probably also in a book. Uh, and that may take another couple of years before that's published. But nevertheless, we should not... Uh, discard the uh, findings uh, from the preliminary results. We should take action and not wait for everything to be crystallized. At least that gives an opportunity for other people to start paying attention to uh, this cry for help that some of the second generation are uh, sending out. Okay, thank you. Um, well, from a personal level, I have a question uh, to you. And do you have any idea how much your words weigh on the general public? Because I have a itchy feeling that what you are saying has, has something of uh, attacking a taboo in medical science about the second generation? Um, that's an interesting uh, observation. I, it's uh, usually thought that just people who are witnessing uh, calamity are susceptible of developing symptoms, Sci uh, be it uh, psychosocial or psychosomatic. But what we found is not just that the first generation uh, who actually witnessed the uh, cruelties and the terror, but also the second generation, uh, for some reason or another, is being punished uh, for having all these kinds of uh, symptoms, signs and symptoms of chronic diseases as chronic stress uh, has its impact on the body. Okay, and uh, do they get these diseases at an earlier age? Or can't you say anything in general about it? That's a, a, a little bit premature. It's what we found is that uh, second generation at a younger age uh, are suffering for uh, from different chronic diseases. And uh, that's a new observation that needs to be expanded upon. Okay, Dr. Bart. Uh, well, uh, this is a short session and I want to thank you for sharing this update with us. I also want to thank the board of the DSH Studios for giving us the opportunity to hire this space for this afternoon. Thank you. And to you, listeners, 
Till the next update of the Three Genes study, what can you expect of us? There's another part of the study, the oral history in-depth interviews. Uh, I can promise you that our next podcast will be about the oral history interviews and the people who are, or perhaps one of them, who are in the process of transcribation of the oral history interviews. Thank you.